You're listening to The Martial Brain, the podcast that explores the intersection between the martial arts, science, critical thinking, skepticism, and that wacky organ that floats inside our skulls in a pool of cerebral spinal fluid, making life unpredictably inspiring, infuriating, and sometimes just batshit crazy. I'm Jeff Westfall for The Martial Brain. The Art of Listening Paying Attention to the External World In Life and in the Martial Arts Since I began producing this podcast, I've had the good fortune to appear as a guest on a number of other martial arts podcasts. As a matter of fact, The Martial Brain began its existence as a podlet, a feature within a larger podcast. That podcast sported the evocative title, Haya. The great guys at Haya interviewed me in their episode number 64, and graciously continued to tolerate my presence on their lovely show until they folded the tents and stopped producing it. Thus was born The Martial Brain as a standalone podcast. Since then, I've been interviewed on podcasts with the titles Grapple Arts Radio, now changed to The Strenuous Life, Martial Thoughts, Whistle Kick Radio, and the vidcast Jeet Kune Do Dialogues. One of my most recent appearances was on the BJJ Brick podcast, and something that was said during that interview was the genesis for today's offering. One of the three hosts, a worthy gentleman named Joe Thomas, conducted the interview, and during this process said that he liked to pick the brain of any black belt he interviewed for tips for his listeners on jiu-jitsu strategy and tactics. One of his brain-picking questions for me was, what are some of your favorite ways to maintain the dominant role from the top of side control? Now, for those of you who don't know, side control is a hold-down position in jiu-jitsu and in judo. The way he framed the question was the first thing that I addressed. Now, holding an opponent down from a top position in jiu-jitsu is a complicated game within the greater game of the match. The complexity grows almost exponentially as the skill level of your opponent increases. A good opponent can, in one moment, toss you around with powerful bridging motions in several directions, and in the next, squirm around beneath you, or out from beneath you, like a greased pig. He might try to put you in his guard, or get onto his knees in either of two directions and maybe then try to tackle you. He might try to bridge you onto your back, or slide towards your feet to escape out the back door, threatening to take your back, or even, if he is sufficiently skilled, attack you with an arm lock from the bottom. Each of these actions, and there are many more in addition to them, requires subtly different responses from you the top grappler, to prevent their success and to maintain control. You might adjust your grips, shift your weight, reconfigure your base, slide a bit in an advantageous direction, shift to a different top position altogether, or try to capitalize on any technical slip-ups on the opponent's part and isolate a limb or his neck in hopes of moving to the finishing phase of your game. 
The opponent, if he's skilled enough, will attack your position indirectly by first faking one escape and then, hoping that your response creates an opening, attempt to escape with a completely different technique, catching you by surprise. Before you can hope to properly respond to any of these possibilities, you must first perceive which, if any, flaws exist in the opponent's structure and tactics, and also detect which tactic or combination of tactics he or she is attempting. This highlights the fact that maintaining control from the top in jiu-jitsu is a complex, not a simple, problem. It's also a dynamic problem, in which, even if you start in exactly the same position each time, you will find yourself traveling one of a large number of routes each time that you may not have predicted in advance when you tackle the problem. Complex problems are really nested series of smaller problems. Solving complex dynamic problems consistently requires knowledge, experience, and an appreciation of subtlety and nuance. Now, as I've stated so many times on this podcast, and I'm sure that I will feel the need to state it again many times in the future, we humans tend to hate complexity, subtlety, and nuance. We like things to be binary, this or that, weak or strong, good or evil. Here's the attack. Here's the counter. Oh, if only it were that simple. Martial arts academies wouldn't be able to stay open. The students would learn all they need to know in short order, way too soon for the academy owner to earn a significant amount of tuition. So, when Joe, while interviewing me for his podcast, asked me to describe some of my favorite methods for maintaining control from the top of my opponent, I answered that because of the complexity of the problem that I just described, I don't really want to have favorite methods in that way. If I were to favor one technique over others, I might create a bias that could blind me to selecting the more appropriate response to the opponent's escape attempt. Instead, I try to take up my initial position and pay careful attention to all the signals that my opponent is sending me, and then select the best technique for my response. I asked Joe if my answer made sense to him. He said yes, and that he liked it. He said it reminded him of the way people should carry on a civil conversation, as opposed to how many of us humans actually behave when talking with someone. A way in which, while your conversation partner is speaking, you actually listen to what he or she is saying, rather than spending the time thinking about what you are going to say next. Boom. Joe's wisdom floored me. What a perfect analogy. We humans all exist simultaneously in two different worlds. The external, material world where everyone else lives along with you, and the private, internal world of your own thoughts, inside your own skull, where we each spend the overwhelming majority of our time. You would think that we would each welcome the opportunity to get outside of our own heads and entertain someone else's thoughts. But more often than not, when we engage in conversation, we pay only cursory attention to what the other person is saying. I'm sure that thoughts like, wait till he hears me say this, regularly occur to many of us in such situations. In a similar vein, many aspiring martial artists pay only enough attention to their opponent to know where they are 
and maybe if they are trying to do something right this second that you as their adversary don't want them to do. Instead of focusing on any signals from the external world, namely that your opponent's behavior might be sending, most beginning to intermediate fighters try something. Then if it succeeds, maybe try it again. And if it fails, instead of analyzing why it failed, they, like Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator, consult the menu of other techniques in their hard drive and arbitrarily select another move to try. Looking preferentially for answers from inside your brain, as opposed to looking out into the complex, nuanced, confusing external world, seems, unfortunately, to be the default setting for most of us humans, taking its toll on the quality of jiu-jitsu, conversation, and lots of other human interactions. No matter whether we are engaged in a jiu-jitsu match, or a spirited discussion, or any other worthwhile form of human interaction, we should all try more often to invest the time necessary to reach out with our senses, to gather more data, as opposed to operating under the assumption that we already know enough. A good strategy, at least for me, is to recognize that many problems are multifactorial, complex, and require further research to improve your capabilities for solving them. A good motto to prepare you for martial arts at the highest level, and for the real world as it is, might go something like, things are always more complicated than you would have thought, or than you would prefer. Anyway, that's what I think. But I could be wrong. Let me know what you think, and check out old episodes of the Martial Brain Podcast at my website, rpmartialarts.com. I'm Jeff Westfall for the Martial Brain. The Martial Brain is produced by Raging Squirrel Productions in association with the Rising Phoenix Martial Arts Academy. If you like the podcast and would like to help it grow, go to iTunes or Stitcher and give it an honest rating and review. Contact me with questions about the Martial Brain or about the Rising Phoenix Academy at my website, rpmartialarts.com.